and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, this podcast is inspired by the poem by, by Rudyard Kipling. And every t- week we take an old saying, a proverb, maxim, and we break it down to see what wisdom we can learn from it and uh, what we can, how we can apply it to today's life. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Payne. With me, as always, is the great Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you, my friend? Oh, wonderful as always. All right. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, long time no see, right? Or long time no talk. Yeah. We, uh, we uh, yeah, we do. We we doubled up this week. We just uh, this is we're doing two two in a row. So we just recorded once yeah. on yesterday. So we're doing another one. But uh, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been good. Um, we got an interesting one this week. Another one mm-hmm. that I picked. Yeah. Um. Have you had a chance to look into this one a bit? And uh, I, I know you said you had looked up a little bit, but uh, um, I know we were crunched for time a little bit. But uh, uh, what um, you want to you want to drop it on us this week? Yeah, um, our our proverb of the week here is is you can never go home. Um, yep. And and the variant I was looking at is uh, uh, you can't go home again. Mm, yep. Uh, which yep, I found that one would, too. Yeah, which uh, that one is is uh, some of you might recognize as as the title of a Thomas Wolfe novel from uh, the first half of the the twentieth century. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's where I've the the one I found. Uh, but you you were able to find some more versions, some different variants going going back a little further. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, I found that one as well. You can't go home again. 1940. Thomas Wolfe. Uh, pub- mm-hmm. I think it was published uh, posthumously after he he passed away. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Heraclitus, the Greek uh, philosopher, ah. who lived about 500 BC. Uh, he was credited with the saying, "You cannot step twice into the same river." So um, a little bit different, but um, the meaning is mostly the same. Um, yeah. So many people kind of credit that with. Uh, it, with kind of being being the, the same kind with of like the sentiment concept. of it, yeah. Mm-hmm, right. So this is this is one like I said I, that I selected, and and the reason I picked this one to me is is unique because in all of these ones that we've done, uh, some of them I'm very familiar with, some of them are new, and those are fun to kind of go with the new, through a new one. But it's rare to find one for me that is one that I use on in my daily life. I've I've said this hmm. one to my children. I've said this one to my wife, like I, I use this one and I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but it's something that I've, I've heard and, and it's made enough of an impact on me that I've actually repeated it. So, um, I thought this was kind of a fun yeah. one to do and an interesting one. So, um, <clears throat> the, the meaning of this one, uh, I kind of just hinted at it with, by going with the, the older version, which I think is a little bit easier to understand. Uh, you cannot step twice into the same river. Um, yeah, th- I think it's a little easier to understand because when people say you can't go home, they they might think, well, "Why can't you go home? You can, <laughs> I can, I can yeah, go sure home." You can. Yeah. 
<laughs> but the sentiment of the of the saying is you can go home, but it's not mm-hmm. the home that you left. Right? Um yeah. you can you can go away for college and then come back home to your childhood home, but you, it's not going to be the same as when you left. Um, yeah. You, you're, you're older now. Your perceptions of the world are different now. Your siblings are now a couple of years older. Your parents are a couple of years older. Maybe things have physically changed around in, in your environment. Maybe that old trees f- fell down. Maybe it, it, it speaks to the ever present, just marching forward of time. And how that never stops and never change, yeah. never, you know, varies. And so mm, the past is, is gone. And so anything, so we may have these cherished memories and they're, it's fine to have those, but they, they won't come back. Yeah. Is that kind of the, yeah, exactly. the sentiment that you got from it too? Yeah, it is. And I, and I'm, I like that you, you tracked down that Heraclitus uh, version of it. Cause that, I think that really, um, really gives good imagery of, of that concept, right? The, the flow of time is like the flow of a river. Um, there's, there's no holding it back, not really. And, uh, and just keeps going. So you can be in the same spot. You can, um, but it's different, different water, different, uh, the rocks have shifted. If everything's a little different. So you can see that in your life when you try and revisit the past, you know, which, Often you you're looking at kind of in a rosy way. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's nice to remember nice things and nice to forget the bad ones. So that's that's part of it. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, the the two kind of variants we're talking about here: the river and the home. The river to me is a more vivid image, and pro and like I said, probably one mm-hmm. easier to understand it on its surface. But I actually prefer the other yeah. one, which is kind of why I, I went with went this way because I feel like it's more emotionally impactful. Um, it's almost painful. Definitely. You know, yeah. when you hear that one, when you hear you can't yeah. go home, it's like, what, you know, who, who doesn't want to go home? Go home is your refuge. It's where you're safe. It's, you know, you're out on a long journey and you want to go home to, to your rest and hearing you can't go home ever because that home that you left yeah. is not the same home when you get there is, um, can be kind of, uh, kind of startling. And so I think that's, um, I mean, that can be viewed as a negative because it's, it can be viewed as kind of depressing, right? These, these nostalgic moments we have mm-hmm. from our childhood or for past, from a past moment in our life are gone forever. Um, but uh, the reason I, I use this one and try to remind my, my kids of it and, and mention it to other people is so that we can kind of remember uh, one to kind of cherish the times that we have because they, they will be gone at some point. And, and two, to kind of just respect the marching forward of time so that we're, we're looking ahead and not being too wistfully nostalgic, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that does. What do you think? I mean, it's it's just kind of me and I don't know that I've, I've got a, a good handle on it, but you know, when we think about this, you can't go home. We were thinking about, um, you know, the home we grew up in after leaving after a while, um, or so, yeah, it, you know, we think the home that you grew up in coming back, like you said, from college or, you know, visiting with your parents, with your own kids, 
um, going back somewhere you haven't been in a while. What do you think about, I mean, I don't, when I come home to my house, you know, after being gone a day or something going out for work, like what, it doesn't seem different to me. Do you think there's this aspect? I mean, I feel like I'm blind to it in, in my own home, like the house I have, as opposed to the one I was a child in, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It seems, it seems um, like a blind spot. I, I Do you think, think there's that, actually something there? I think there is. Um, and I think it's just like, you don't notice your kids growing up, but it doesn't mean they're not growing. Um, yeah. Until you measure it at a milestone. Cause there's, cause it happens so slowly. Uh, like you, like you step in the river, you step out, you step back in, it's totally different water, but it may seem the same to you on its surface. Um, the yeah. same thing, you go to work, you come back, but your children are, are a little bit older. They're one day older now than they were the la- yesterday when you got home from work. Right. And, yeah. and I think there are, there are those milestones, um, good, bad, and neutral all throughout our lives. Um, my son, my, my son was, uh, you know, climbing a, a fence earlier this summer and fell down and broke his arm. So <laughs> that was a, that was a milestone <laughs> we had that, that was like a, a you know, something, a, a point that we'll remember the, before the arm and after the arm, he's probably yeah. a little bit of a different kid now. Is he going to be more cautious? Is he going to be more, a little, maybe timid? I, I, I don't know. Maybe not, but, um, but he's got a little scar on his arm now, you know, where they had to put the pins in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, you know, things happen, you know, we have a little, you'll have a little scratch on your wall where someone dings something and that scratch is there. And maybe it's, yeah. you know, something that's just small, but can't really, or wouldn't make sense to, to fix. And so it'll just live there. And so yeah. I definitely think it holds. It's just, it can happen so slowly that it's oftentimes imperceptible to us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I get that. I also, you know, I, I, my, my kids are young and we've also been in the same house the whole time. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's, that's, uh, something, something we'll run into if we, uh, if we ever move, you know, that, that, uh, nostalgia for, for when the kids were little at the old house, right. That kind of thing. For sure. We've lived in a few different houses and we, I get that. We were just down yeah. in, uh, in Arizona, um, last year. And, um, we drove by our old house that we had sold and, uh, we had, it had this big, beautiful tree out front that I would take really good care of, you know, and mow around it. It was kind of annoying to mow around the big thing, you know, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, I was happy to do it because it's Arizona, it's bright sun. So it's got this big, you know, 30 foot tall, 40 foot tall trees, huge tree, lots of shade, just made the yard beautiful. We drove by the house and the, the tree is gone. Like they cut it down. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, it hurt a little bit, you know, even though it's not my house, I don't have any right to tell them what to do with their house, but it, it was just like, man, man, you know, that tree that I cared for and everything. And, and it would have been easier to just to cut it down before it would have been easier to mow my lawn and do the things I need to do. But, but I didn't want to cut down that tree. That thing was beautiful. And, uh, they just chopped it down. And so mm-hmm. that was a, that was a moment for me where I was kind of like, Oh, you know, time marches forward and it, um, cruelly sometimes, you know? Yeah. It, uh, like it, it, like it doesn't, it doesn't respect your feelings at all. (laughs) It just keeps going. And, uh, like I said, that could be painful, but it's also a a really important reminder sometimes 
Yeah. Do your, do your kids like, were they old enough at the time in your, like your previous houses and stuff that when they go back, they, they feel that pang? Like, have you talked to them about that? Yeah, I was driving by, I think only one or two of the kids were in the car when I was going by and they, they felt the same way. They were like, I can't believe they, they cut down a tree and the house looks different. And you know, what, what did they do to our home? You know, like, well, yeah. that's the thing. Um, and this, with this saying, you can never go home because it's gone. Um, you can go back to your house, but the house isn't the same thing as the home, right? Uh, right. that home that we had, that's gone. And it's, um, maybe gone is the wrong word, but different. It's changed. It's mm-hmm. well, the previous one is yeah. gone, I guess. And we have a new one now and it's, it's a, it's a new thing. And the kids are different ages. And now we have a dog, which we didn't have a dog before, right? So that changes the dynamic of the family. <laughs> and we have one more kid now. So that changes the dynamic of the family. And we live in a totally different state in a different house. And our home, the concept of our home is completely, completely different. And the old one is gone. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, they kind of felt a little bit of that, that painful nostalgia too, I think. Um, I have a, uh, a, a little excerpt here from that, from the novel that, uh, that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wolf, Thomas Wolf wrote. Wolf. Yeah. Thomas Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go home again. I have, I have a little clip from it. The main character in the book is a guy named Weber, um, George Weber. And he's having this realization in the book at some point. He says, you can't go back home to your family, back home to your childhood, back home to a young man's dreams of glory and fame back home to places in the country, back home to the old forms and systems of things which once seemed everlasting, but which are changing all the time, back home to the escapes of time and memory. So that's a, um, kind of a, a good synopsis of, of what, what this whole proverb means, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I like that a lot. Um, I have to, I'm gonna have to find this book. I think that it's like the third in, in the, a, a series, I guess. So I have to get through, oh, really? get through a bit before I get to it. But, uh, um, uh, it has me curious now researching this one. Um, also made me think like the, you know, the thing that everyone runs in, into, uh, as, as you get older, the, um, you know, every, every decision you make, right. Kind of at the, when you're young, everything's open to you. There's lots of options and, and every choice you make, every, everything you pick kind of narrows that down. Right. And there's mm-hmm. no, there's no going back through those doors because mm-hmm. time, time's pushing you through them. So like yeah, th- that, that when, when he mentions in that, what was it about? Like the, the glory of, um, can you find that again? Yeah. What did it say? Um, it said, uh, back to the old forms and systems of things, which only seemed everything. Um, no, where was it? Like a young oh, yeah. man. Back home to your childhood, back home to a young man's dreams of glory and of fame. Yeah. That, that one, that one hit. That was, um, that was really good. Like the, yeah. When you're, when you're a young man, you have a lot of, a lot of options, a lot of, um, decisions. And as you go through them, um, maybe you, you didn't even have to make bad decisions, but you just picked a path. And so when you look at other paths that are close to you now, that, that can cause some longing and some regret, <clears throat> you know, even if, uh, even if things are fine. So that's kind of, um, pretty deep. 
<clears throat> yeah, there's a, uh, give me one second. I'm looking for a quote here that reminded me of this. It's also interesting uh, coming from from Thomas Wolfe, who died at a relatively young age, um, that he, um, you know, didn't a lot a lot of life that is available to to other people was not available to him. A lot of experiences. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, this quote that I just found, uh, I, I I had forgotten about it till now. Um, this isn't what something I was looking at up for this, this, uh, episode. I just had remembered reading it a long time ago and it's from Kierkegaard and it said, I see it all perfectly. There are two possible situations. One can either do this or that. My honest opinion and my friendly advice is this, do it or do not do it. You will regret both. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's like life is a moving sidewalk and you can jump from one moving sidewalk to the other and take you a different direction. But once the, the T junction or whatever, or the fork in the road is passed, it's gone. And so you, you could have jumped on it before, but now it's gone and you can long for that one and regret the one you stayed on. But if you jumped on the other one, you might be doing the same thing and thinking you should have gone the other way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, trying to pine for these hypothetical alternate scenarios is, is uh, fruitless. I think is the point that Kierkegaard was making there. Yeah. Where do you think the line is between that kind of unhelpful pining and regret and just, you know, uh, fond remembering, like it's easy, it's easy to be tempted just to try and forget the past because, because of that ache and longing sometimes like, but I don't Mm -hmm. know that that's the answer. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think it might vary by personality. My, my personality is more of a go forward type. So I don't spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. dwelling on the past. I'm mostly future oriented. So, um, but I know that a lot of people are not like I have friends that are better at keeping in contact with me because they tend to be more nostalgic. Like the back, Hey, remember that time we did this? And I'm, I I love the stories. I love to get a call from them and and hear it, but I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just think of that on my own, you know, cause I got, you know, I'm, my brain's like, I got bigger fish to fry. I'm onto the new, the next new thing. Right. So, um, uh, which maybe is part of the reason why I like this, this proverb, um, that you can never go home because maybe it just forces me to, to stop and think about how fleeting, this moment is going to be. And rather than wanting life to hurry up, maybe just stop and enjoy this moment because it's, man, it's, it's gone. It's the moment is gone. The minutes are gone. Mm-hmm. The hour is gone. And then, and then, uh, and then you, the years shortly follow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, when, okay. Uh, so I, I had a, a thought. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, when I, when I think about this kind of thing, sometimes this is the kind of place my brain goes, like uh, in, in the Heraclitus sense, you know, when I think of like a year, right, people think, okay, that's, you know, one one revolution of the, the planet around the sun, um, you know, we're back, we're back where we were a year ago, but then I think, well, wait, but our, you know, our solar system is, is moving in the galaxy, spinning through through space which is being forced out traveling through the universe as it expands right so we're never mm-hmm. we're never in the same place twice ever even you know cosmically so that's just yeah 
just a, a thing, just a funny little thing. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So, so the one thought I had, I was hoping to get your, your take on it is, uh, um, what do you think we could do to kind of keep ourselves, I don't know, from looking back too much? Cause I know that can be a, a you know, or, or looking back too wistfully. I, I think you kind of just asked me that question and I just, was just like, my personality mm-hmm. doesn't do that, but I'm curious to know your, <laughs> your, your opinion on, on, on that same thing. Um, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe revisiting the past should be done with purpose, you know, with intent. Um, as we talk, as, as the theme comes up with us a lot is with, with kids, right? Like they, they change your outlook on thing. And maybe that's a, a good, a good way to, to look back on things as, as a way to, to teach them about you and about where you've been and, and things that may relate to them in their own experiences in life. Um, so that you're not mm-hmm. like, you're not too self-centered in your, in your reminiscences, um, that you're, that they're outward towards other people in your life. And, you know, kids is an easy example. Um, yeah, it's a good reason to, yeah. it's a good reason to journal. Like, you know, I don't know that I want to read my own journals. I mean, maybe I've, you know, I've, I've gone back to some in the past, like mission, mission journals or something, but, but a lot of times I don't, I don't re- I I really don't never read do. it. I almost never yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> but you think like, you think how valuable it is to read, uh, the journal of an ancestor, you know, a, a great, great grandparent, someone you've definitely never met and, and how insightful that can be. And, you know, if you think like, well, did they never want to read their own journal? Right. Did they think it was cringy? Like, so, yeah. But you know, true. It's, it's valuable for your kids and your grandkids. So. Yeah. If nothing else, the posterity might get something out of it. Cause yeah, I, I agree with it. I, I, I look at them like, Oh, I, there's no way I want to read, <laughs> read that. But, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. So with typically with these proverbs, what we do is we like to think about, you know, as the Kipling poem goes, he's got these gods of the copybook headings, which talk about these, um, you know, these, these never ending, these never changing proverbs. And then he talks about the gods of the marketplace, which, which are the, the contrary, uh, fleeting opinions of society. Um, mm-hmm. do you think that, um, society agrees with this one or do you think there's any pushback nowadays for this kind of, uh, this kind of thinking? Uh, I think there's, I think there's big pushback um, and kind of maybe like the last one, the the last one we talked about where maybe it's not explicit, maybe people pay lip service to it, but uh, on the societal level, like, especially for, for us millennials, like that's um, the, the extended adolescence thing is huge, right? With yeah, with the fandoms and the toys and That's shoot, I mean, I, we still. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still. Uh, it, it hits me for sure. Like we, we get a, a big Lego set as a family every every Christmas, you know. But really, it's for me, you know. My kids, <laughs> yeah, right. So like, like because I, yeah, like, and Lego in particular. Um, I was I was big into it when I was a kid and they've really kept like, they really are focusing on like the adult market, which is strange when you think about it. Like you look at the kind of sets they make and, but everyone's doing that movies and 
everything like that, trying to keep that old people thinking about their childhood, I guess, and spending like it's their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, yeah. And as you get older, uh, you know, of course I think it's normal to, to, to feel nostalgic a little bit for your childhood and remember those fondly. Um, you know, I still remember the the days of, you know, playing Ninja Turtles with my (laughs) friends and, and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And, 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 uh, you know, when my, sometimes they'll do reboots of these old shows and stuff. And, and, and that always gets me sometimes a little bit feeling like, Oh, that's cool. They made, remade this old thing or something like that. Um, but, yeah. uh, but, but going back to what you said uh, before about the, the doors closing, you know um, I think that can be a, a source of sadness and um, uh, regret thinking back of all the decisions you didn't make. Yeah. Uh, but I think it can also be maybe a source of, calm and peace if you allow it to. I remember sometimes as a kid feeling kind of stressed about all the options that were available to me. I mean, when you're a kid, really almost, almost everything's open to you. As long as you're, you know, not, you know, (laughs) nothing really holding you back, no disability or anything like that. Really, you can do almost anything. And so I just remember thinking, how am I ever going to choose of all the options? And then as you go along, a lot of those choices just end up being made for you because you didn't jump mm-hmm. on it. You didn't, you weren't proactive enough to get this one or that one. So you're like, okay, well that one's now off the table. And so the options that, that are on the table now are dwindling. And so, like I said, there's two ways to look at it. I, and I think there's, there can be a positive way to look at it that like, um, you know, now I don't have so much stress of everything to, to worry about. I have a few options and really I can, I, it's much more manageable to choose the correct path. So that's one way to look at it. And then I think another would be just um, a gratitude for all the bad things that could have happened that didn't, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. if, if, we're, if we're thinking about hypotheticals about we could have done this or I could have done that way, um, yeah, you could have gotten, gotten hit by a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I think another, another aspect there that can take away um, – some of the sting is, um, is the other, the other, uh, side of that, where if you're the kind of person who can, can find a vision early on in life and, and a goal, um, a clear headed one, right. So that you're not worried about those, those doors you never went through because you're, you're still traveling down a, a long path that you find satisfying. So you're, you're enjoying the ride, right? You're enjoying the, the journey as we talked about last time. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of, I mean, that's going to vary by person. Some, some people at a young age know exactly what they want to do and they, and they are very clear about it and that's cool. Um, Yeah. I envy those people. I'm not those people. (laughs) You know, I'm not either. And uh, I've, I've spent time envying them too. Uh, I try to think of, I'm trying to think of it as a, from a positive perspective. Um, also, because since I didn't have one direct path, I actually had quite mm-hmm. a bit of varied experiences that I wouldn't have if I had just made one decision and gone for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've lived a kind of a more uh, interesting life in some ways because of it, because I, uh, if you'd just been locked into one, one path, uh, you do have to sacrifice and you have to give up a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, think of uh, maybe a, a young kid whose parents are, Olympians or something, they're on the track to become an Olympian 
right too, right? Like that's really, really cool and really awesome to stand there on the podium, represent your country and get a medal put around your neck. I mean, that, that's, that's a lifelong achievement that people work for. But I mean, think yeah. of all the things they have to give up to get that. So, so yeah, they, they, they had to close a lot of doors, every door. They had to close every door, but that one, right? To get yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, but it's this, uh, um, yes, I, I just think I, I, I like this one. I use this one. I, 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 I remind my, uh, my friends and family about this one when I talk to people sometimes just because, you know, I'll hear my kids saying things like, you know, I, I want this or th- this new thing is different from that. Or I like my old school or, or I'm, I don't like my new teacher or, you know, and I, it's, it's important to remember, you know, Hey man, like, <laughs> life just keeps going and you can't, you can never go home. You just can't. It's uh, it keeps going. So it's important to appreciate the time we have when we have it, keep our eyes towards the forward towards the future, but with a respect for, for the present and a, and a fond memories of the past. Yeah. Well, we're, um, we're almost out of time. Do you have any, anything, any other last thoughts on, on this one? Yeah, I just, I, I definitely want to echo what you were saying about appreciating, appreciating where you are, um, appreciating the moments you have with, with your family, uh, with, with the progress you're making in your own life and, um, kind of the past is a great instructor and it's, it's good to remember good times and, and, uh, and, and the bad too, not, but not to dwell on either too much because you've got, you've got a lot to do in life and a lot to, a lot left to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And, uh, and remember you can never go home and, and, uh, you can't get the time back. So make sure you're using your time wisely, like using it to listen to the copybook headings podcast. Like you have been, we appreciate all of our listeners and we will uh, see you guys <laughs> next week. See you later. Take care, Andy. Bye. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit, that the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin. As surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook idiots, with terror and slaughter return.